Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you, folks. We're so excited about this new format with the podcast and our dear friends over here at uh, Media Lifeline uh, are helping us out with this podcast. They're making a noise. They're doing great things for us. So within just a few feet from my eyes, I'm looking at Cody Stinson and Eric Dameron, who've been helping out with things like websites and podcasts. And so this is a whole brand new format. So we're excited about it. And with me, as always, is my friend, Stephanie Wesco. And Stephanie, how are you this morning? Well, good morning, Doug. I am doing fairly decent. Um, the sun is shining. It's a clear blue sky. So, you know, there's I can rejoice in that. So here we are in 81. I don't know about you, Stephanie, but I feel like Asaph is an old friend. Asaph and David and the psalmist. I, I just feel like as we go through this, that he's going through exactly what we've been through. And those people who are listening to us with hurting arts, it, it just feels like, I don't know, it, it just feels like they're there. They're, you know, mm. right here in the psalm, they're exactly where we're at. And uh, so we're excited about that. Now, I don't want to leave behind the knucklehead segment, but we're probably not going to do it with as much zeal. But uh, you might be a knucklehead. I think it's my turn. You might be a knucklehead if, if you have a flat tire in the middle of 385 in Greenville, South Carolina, and you don't move your car to the side of the road and you change your tire. <laughs> That makes you a knucklehead. (laughs) Folks, move your car to the side of the road. It just cost me 10 minutes in five-lane traffic. Uh, People almost (laughs) ramming into the back of each other, people being crazy. Mm -hmm. But uh, So have you ever experienced that, Stephanie, where someone does a knuckleheaded thing like that in the road in front of you? No, that is a whole new level. (laughs) I mean, wow. Yeah. All right. Well, here we are. (laughs) Here we are in Psalm 81. So this is... Uh, I guess what the world would call Good Friday, but I think every Friday is a Good Friday that Jesus Christ died for our sins. And, you know, I realized the other day as I was walking down the street and I was running, it came to my attention. You know how you say, I'm complicit in this. This is part of my Mm -hmm. fault. The Lord went through this uh, because of me. You know, he was yeah. uh, he was crucified so that I can sit here saved, redeemed, and accepting Jesus Christ for my my sins. And uh, I don't know, Stephanie. Now, what's what's on the calendar for you and the Great Eight this weekend? Well, um, Lord willing, this evening I'm hoping to spend some time. Um, I have the special Easter egg set that each egg has a different. Wow. Something representing a different part of the Easter story, crucifixion and, and resurrection story. So we're going to go through that um, during devotions with the little kids. We're going to be practicing the Holy Hill wow. to sing um, Sunday here at our church. Love that song. And yeah, yeah you do. And then um, I'm hoping to make, uh, we're going to make this, I found this neat idea for um, they're like croissant rolls, but you stick a marshmallow in the middle and bake them that way. And then, you know, it's like an empty tomb yeah. concept. So we're going to do that. If mom feels good enough, we're going to do that tonight. And Praise the Lord. So I just try to do some 
some resurrection-themed things with the kids over the weekend. Yeah, what we used to do is we used to put eggs out in the yard when our kids were small, and I'd put 20 bucks in one and 40 in the other, and their ADHD and stuff, they'd be running into each other, running into walls. Neighbor kids would come over. It was terrible. And then I'd point to one of my kids where it was at, you know, like hanging in a tree or something. But anyway, here we are. <laughs> you talk about <laughs> I always gave the other kid the same amount. But here we are in Psalm number 81. And uh, the psalmist goes on here, and he starts off right away. He says, Sing aloud unto God our strength. Make a joyful noise unto the God of Jacob. Take a psalm and bring hither the timbrel and the pleasant harp with the psaltery. Blow up the trumpet in the new moon in the time appointed on our solemn feast day. For this was a statue for Israel in the law of the God of Jacob. This is ordained in Joseph for a testimony. When he went out through the land of Egypt, where I heard a language that I understood not, I removed his shoulder from the burning, and his hands were delivered from the pots. Thou callest in trouble, and I delivered thee, I answered thee in the secret place of thunder. I proved thee at the waters of Meribah, Selah. Hear, O my people, I will testify unto thee, O Israel, if thou wilt hearken unto me. And again, just crying out to Israel here, friends. There shall no strange God be in thee. Neither shalt thou worship any strange God. And we remember that from the Ten Commandments. Mm -hmm. Uh, our, Our God is a jealous God. I am the Lord thy God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt. Open thy mouth wide, and I will fill it. But my people would not hearken to my voice, and Israel would none of me. So I gave them up in their own hearts lust, and they walked in their own consoles. That's a terrible thing to hear from God, that he gave people up, and they walked in their own lust. That's a place we never have to be. That's a place, folks, no matter how bad our hurts are hurting, no matter how bad we're going through PTSD trials and stuff, we can never be given up by God. We need to hop Mm. in. We need to be all in for God. Oh, that my people had hearkened unto me, and Israel had walked in my ways. I should soon have subdued their enemies and turned my hand against their adversaries. The haters of the Lord would have submitted themselves unto him, but their time should have endured forever. He should have fed them also with the finest of the wheat and the honey out of the rock, should I have satisfied thee. So right away, Stephanie, as we read Psalm 81, there's some stuff going on. And again, here we are, we're ordered. It's a, it's a command. It says, we don't care how you feel. We don't care if you're having a bad day. We don't care if you witness terrible atrocities, whatever the case may be, we have a responsibility. We have an order to sing aloud unto God for our strength. And so when you see that verse, Stephanie, when you're coming right out of verse number one, what's coming to your mind to sing to the God of Jacob? How does that look? Well, I think there's the wonderful, we're reminded um, of the wonderful fact that God loves music. Yeah. God loves praise. And um, it's one of the chief ways that we, you know, even a child who may not know how to pray, they may not know how to do um, all of the things that a Christian does. A child knows how to sing. That's right. Um, there's, yeah. there's a beauty in hearing, you know, hearing people sing praises to the Lord and, um, and it's a decision. I mean, it you, is. You it's can, a step of faith. Yeah, you can walk around and be the most deg- negative Debbie Downer or uh, uh, any like that, or you can walk around with knowing that you serve a great God, the God of Jacob, the uh, the God we're talking about throughout the psalm. Take a psalm and bring hither the timbrel, and uh, we talked about that being a tambourine and a pleasant harp with the psaltery in it. Take a psalm. Now, there's a book of psalms here, and 
we're more than halfway through. I'm pretty happy about that. I was studying this out a little bit this morning, and I came to the realization that we're past the halfway mark by about six psalms or so. And I'm, mm-hmm. uh, But it's saying, take a psalm and sing it. Now, that's one thing your family did, Stephanie. So growing up, your dad, you guys, you put the psalms to music. Is that something that you guys still sing? Do you still sing psalms? Yes, yeah. Um, I don't do as many with my children as I should. Yeah. Um, we're always learning new songs, but we do sing scripture songs. We do sing a lot of psalms that are put to music. Um, we end every, try to end, if I can remember, every devotion time with um, a scripture song of Revelation 411, Thou art worthy, O Lord. Um, that, yeah. that verse yeah. is just beautiful. And I think there's a beauty that when maybe sometimes you don't know how to pray, you don't know how to express Again, like we've talked about in the past, this is the inspired word of God, and you can sing it. Um, You can praise the Lord with with his own word. There's no no better way. Yeah, and and you know, and again, um, you know, when we start praising God, when we start realizing that he's God, he can take care of us, he can get us through these times, is uh, and, and we start worshiping him and singing to him, it kind of changes our whole outlook for that day. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we go through junk. So we've heard from about nine people in the last week from this podcast. I hear from people from time to time. And, and, and admittedly, Stephanie, and we know this, you've been there, people have been through terrible things. And yeah. uh, one of the things that they like that we're talking about here is going out of your way to put God first every day, no matter how you feel, no matter where you're at. Uh, last year during the podcast, we had a gentleman who was listening every day. He was in stage four pancreatic cancer, couldn't leave his bed, and died 76 days later. For about 50 days, he wrote us and said, boy, that was a blessing today. I, I got up and worshiped God. And, and you know, that that's a, mm-hmm. it's real. It's not a struggle to worship God. It's so even. It's so real. There's an emptiness that every one of us has. There's an emptiness that we all possess that only God can fill. And when we yeah. when we fill that the way we're supposed to, not some crazy uh, emotional jumping off the side of a mountain on a bungee cord so you get close to God. That's not getting close to God. That's being a knucklehead. But I'm telling <laughs> you, when you when you serve a great God, you know, and it means blow up the trumpet. You need a trumpet player, Stephanie. You got about everything else going on there. Blow Please the, do not say that around my kids. Because I'll end up having to buy one of those things, and mm-hmm. it'll probably be the and, wrong and then hand. I'll send yeah. Yeah, and I'll send them to your house to yeah. practice it. And they can. A thousand miles is open to any or however many miles <laughs> it is. Uh, so it says, blow up the trumpet in the new moon in the time appointed on our solemn feast day. I don't know about you, but Sunday is a solemn feast day for us. We're going down with our son's new in-laws, and the whole family's going. Both boys are going to meet up with us. We haven't seen them in a week or so or a couple weeks. And it says, for this was a statue for Israel and the law of God. Of Jacob, so this is the God wants us to do this. We, you know, Israel to this day. I don't know if you've ever flown to Israel or that part of the world, but when you get on the plane, you have all these rabbis and stuff chanting. It's almost therapeutic. They're in there chanting things out to God and singing to God and singing psalms and you know these songs of the night. And and boy, I'll tell you that that gives me comfort. And so I guess we probably beat this up a little bit too much, but you want comfort, folks? You'll find it here singing out to God, singing aloud unto God. This he ordained in Joseph for a testimony when he went out through the land of Egypt, where I heard a language that I understood not. I removed his shoulder from the burden, and his hands were delivered from the pots. And, uh, boy, Joseph was delivered from a, w- a lot of things, wasn't he? <laughs> he was, mm. you know, yeah. You know, Joseph, uh, uh, 
I mean, folks, if, if anybody had a right to have PTSD and give up and lay on the couch and leave his camel hooked up outside without ever using it and not want to get married and not want to uh, be sociable with people and want to give up and all that, it was Joseph. But, you know, he didn't do that. He sang out to God. He, he did what God wanted for him to do. And, and uh, I think that's significant. And, and so I think, Stephanie, you know, as we think of these things, and I mean, you're talking with several new ladies and things of that nature. What do you think the hardest thing is for us to communicate to our listeners? What's the, what's the hardest thing? What's the thing we can say to them today to help them? Wow. Well, I think of, um, when I think of the whole concept of singing praise to God, um, I think of the story. The Lord always takes me back to the story of Paul and Silas. Um, and that story represents so many things. Um, we can pull so many truths from it, but one thing that stands out to me in relation to this subject is that of uh, the power behind singing praise to God in the dark, singing praise to God when you maybe are physically in pain, when you um, emotionally are drained, when you're done in every human sense, and you by faith make that choice to praise God. There's power in that. I mean, there is so much power in that. God, God looks at that and honors that faith. Um, and we may not see an earthquake. We may not see chains fall off the way Paul and Silas did. Yeah. But I think there's an incredible sense in which when we make that choice to praise God, it is, um, you know how James talks about submitting to God, resisting the devil, and he will flee. The Satan can't hang around. Um, those fiery darts, when we, when we choose to sing in the midst of the dark, we're holding up that shield of faith. Yeah. against Satan and those fiery darts. And there's power in that because it's, yeah. it's faith, it's obedience to God. And um, the Lord honors that. And that's just a beautiful thing. It is. It is. And then if you, if you go from six, so we know there's a voice. So the priest gets the word of God and he gives it to his people here coming up to verse six. And then it says, thus callest in trouble. And I delivered thee. I answered in the secret place of thunder. I proved thee at the waters of Meribah, Selah, hear, O my people, and I will testify unto thee. O Israel, if thou wilt hearken unto me, there shall be no strange God in thee, neither shall thou worship any strange God. So, you know, there's a lot of strange gods in the United States of America in 2021. People worship sport teams. People worship pastors. People worship all these things. And God's being as clear as he was thousands of years ago to us today and saying, I'm the God you worship. I'm a jealous God. You worship me no matter what's going on. I am the Lord thy God, he says in verse 10, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt. Open thy mouth wide and I will fill it. But my people would not hearken to my voice and Israel would none of me. So I gave them up their own hearts. These are some of the saddest words in this psalm. Their own Mm. hearts lust and they walked in their own consuls. Oh, that my people had hearkened unto me and that Israel had walked unto my ways. I should soon have subdued thy enemies and turned my hand against their adversaries. The haters of the Lord should have submitted themselves unto him, but their time should have endured forever. He should have fed them also with the finest of wheat and with the honey out of the rock. And, you know, if we submit unto God, we're, we're in tall cotton, as they say down here in South Carolina. We just can go pick the good cotton. We can eat the good wheat, do the good things when we submit unto God, when we trust him and, and, um, uh, you know, I, I read this poem years ago, and I brought it with me today. It says, of all the sad words of tongue or pen, the saddest are these, it might have been. 
And that was yes. written by God, John Greenleaf Whittier. So of the sad words of tongue or pen, the saddest of these, it might have been. And, and, and folks, mm-hmm. I think we have to make a decision on this morning, this day, that uh, we're just going to serve God. That we, we know God wants us to sing aloud to him. We're going to do it. Uh, we know that God providentially gave the priest the information he needed. He ordained Joseph, and, and they were able to talk and do things. And we know that we go to God in times of trouble. And the last thing we want to do, Stephanie, is never, you know, not submit to God and be in our own lust. And mm-hmm. I, so, I mean, if, if you're looking at this and you're wrapping up Psalm 81, I mean, what comes to your mind in a practical application for this? Well, I think I see when I read this chapter, the whole concept of limiting God. Yeah. which seems which seems like you know we're human god is all powerful but and i know we, i think we've discussed this in another psalm but the power that god has given us through prayer through obedience versus the way we can you know there's things god wants to do but we by our choices lim- can limit god we can limit seeing his glory proclaimed we can limit him being honored we can limit God forbid souls being saved by our choices. And that's even worse. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just an incredible, you know, we have the human responsibility. God's given us a free will. He didn't make us robots and he didn't make the children of Israel robots. And they chose through their choices to harden their hearts time after time. And it's just sad. When you look at the end of this verse 14, I should have soon I should soon have subdued their enemies and turned my hand against their adversaries. Yeah. Um, the haters of the Lord should have submitted themselves. Um, yeah. The, all of those should haves that God talks about. Yeah. The, it might've been. To do. Yeah. Yes. And, and I think that's just a challenge to me of, you know, would Paul and Silas have seen the church at Philippi bloom and grow if they had chosen not to sing praises in that jail cell, if they had chosen instead to sit there and murmur and complain and get angry and bitter, yeah, we wouldn't see what we see in the book of Acts if they had made that choice. And we impact everyone around us by our choices. We, we, we impact what maybe God wants to do in the lives of those around us by our choices. And yeah. that's just, that's an honest, that's where I am when I look at this passage. Yeah, and, and I think we got to remember a couple things. So they would blow the trumpet on the Sabbath to get the people out. You know, there weren't alarm clocks or nobody's cell phone was set at this time. They just start blowing the trumpet and playing music. And boy, that's a picture of when I was in Kenya, Stephanie, that, you know, that we would start the music and people would come. So you'd actually be set up to start the music about a half an hour before the service as we did these revivals around Kenya. I was there for six weeks in 99. And, you know, this is a picture of Old Testament. Uh, saints. These Old Testament saints are waiting to hear the music. They know it's time to go worship. And and they didn't, you know, there was no pussyfooting around here. I mean, these people served God. I mean, there was music, there was singing, there was praising God, there was all these good things. And you just hit it. You said, not only do we mess up our testimony, but people might get, might not get saved if we're not singing praises unto God. And, and you know, what's even a tougher pill to swallow. And that's pretty tough is if your family gets turned sideways because we have an attitude problem or we're not dealing with things in our life. So I think the message, I think Stephanie just hit it right on. I think the message coming out of today is this, 
that, uh, that it's about singing on to God and it's about our attitude. It's about the way we deal with him. And you know, Stephanie, when I was in the army, when I treated my leaders with respect, when I did what they told me to do, when, when I was the first one at work, when I did fine with my PT and my weigh-ins, I mean, the, the world was right. You know, that work world was right, but we don't translate that. We don't translate that as Christians. So uh, I want you to take about 30 seconds and close us out, Stephanie. Anything you want to say to our, our friends listening today? Well, I think um, my come away from this would be make that choice to um, trust God. Make that choice to obey him. Make that choice to have a relationship with him. God's not going to force himself on you, but he has paved the way to a, to a beautiful relationship with him. And when you make that choice, then you'll get to see God be God in ways that go exceedingly abundantly above all you could ask or think. And we got to let God be God. That's our lives. Good job. Well, Folks, we can't tell you again how lucky we are to have each and every one of you listening to us. If there's anything we can do for you, just find us over there at Facebook or somewhere, and and, uh, we'll certainly give you a call. Thanks a lot. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.